Welcome back to Some Advice Podcast. My name is Josh Carter. I'm Miranda Dodrum. And today we'll be dishing out the tastiest serving of advice. Yep, you know it. I love how you rolled with that. We did not agree that that was our new motto. Nope. The tastiest Just roll dish. with the punches, man. Yeah, all right. Go well. with the flow. We're eating right now. Chipotle. Shout out to Chipotle. If they'd like to pay us at any point to you know sponsor our podcast, we'll let them. Yeah, it's totally. I'm down. <laughs> all right, so we're going to start the podcast out how we always start the podcast, which is with a, uh, a vibe, with a song, right? All right, here we go. Let me whip it out. Here we go again. All right. Be careful with that. <laughs> okay. I want you like Peace and blessings to you. I bring all that to you. I can dig it. Yeah. That's my song. Found them on Instagram. Well, so his name is Manny Wells, and that song's called Ooh Ah. Ooh Ah. That is so great. Okay. Yeah, it's a vibe. It is a vibe. Taking care of your mental health is just as important as your physical health. At Columbia Wellness, we offer behavior health care for all ages. From telehealth counseling to inpatient addiction care, we offer the level of support your mind needs. Don't wait to enjoy life again. Give us a call at 360-423-0203. At Columbia Wellness, your wellness is our passion. All right, Miranda. So we have some very important things to talk about. First of all, I'm going to go ahead and need to hear about... What were you telling me about the dude and the courthouse? Oh, my let's, God. Let's get into this story. Oh, right. I, I know it was this, just a story for me, but I'm, we need to share it with everybody. This was just so comical for me. Like, I had a great time experiencing this, honestly. Like, I was able to walk away with some laughs and just <laughs> shaking my head a little bit. Like, people are just funny, you know? So, long story short, I was... Talking to this guy, met him online, weren't talking for that long. Now, granted, I'm the kind of woman that I like to date with intention. I, you know, obviously I would like to be a wife and have children and all the things. But, you know, you got to meet people, date, you know, do all the normal things. And this guy, we were conversing. He was also looking for marriage and, you know, wanted to take things seriously. We were getting to know each other a little bit. And then... He threw at me. He's like, oh, well, I'm looking to get married this year. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dang. OK, no pressure. All right. But I mean, I am looking to get married. So I was like, OK, like, I'll see where this goes. You know, who knows? Maybe I'll fall in love with him. <laughs> well, <laughs> so we were talking and then I want to say we were texting for like maybe two weeks. And all of a sudden, like I'm in school and all of a sudden I get a text message. Let's get married. <laughs> Mind you, I haven't met this guy yet. So yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so I'm over here like, I don't know how to respond. I kind of froze. I don't know. I don't know if I was in fight or flight. I have no idea. <laughs> so I did not know how to respond at all. So I was just kind of like, well, I'm in school right now. And he was like, um, let's go when you get out. And I was like, well, I could keep hitting. I get out. Every it, time, but <laughs> it's so funny. I was 
like, I, well, I get out of school at 5.30, and in my mind, I was like, oh, thank God, the courthouse is closed at 5. <laughs> Oh my god! So then I just, I was just kind of playing along with it, but I never said yes, right? I I didn't know what to say. I didn't say no. I didn't say yes. I was like, I don't know what to do right now. So then the next day, mind you, both prior to this, he was kind of acting a little funny. Like he would disappear at nighttime, like uh-huh. around like six, seven, eight o'clock. He would just stop texting me, right? So at first I was like, okay, whatever, because he's a nurse. And I'm like, oh, I've never dated a nurse before, but I've heard I, some things. Listen, we talked about this. I do not date nurses. Yeah, I ever. cannot. No, I've heard. We're not even going to go down that road, but I've heard some things about nurses. I love all you nurses, but never dated y'all. So <laughs> <laughs> basically he's acting funny. The first time around, I was like, okay, well, he's a nurse. He's got a busy schedule. Didn't think anything of it until it became a pattern. It was a nightly thing. And when something becomes a pattern, you know, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of already like had my reservations about that. Right. And then he hits me with the let's get married thing. (laughs) Didn't know how to feel about that or respond to it. And then, um, he does it again. So he texts me twice now to talk about let's get married. But then towards nighttime, he disappears. What's up with this dude, man? Right. And we had plans to hang out and meet. And so like. And get married, apparently. Well, before he even said that. And I'm like, can I meet you first? Like, can you take (laughs) me on a date, bro? First? Like, dang. So fast forward a few days. Before the evening comes, he says it again. He's like, let's go to the courthouse. And I'm like, bro, what is wrong with this guy? And so I How does he see this playing it. out though? Like I, it, I don't some know. random woman that's worth marrying is gonna be like, Yeah, bet. Let's right. Go. So that's what I did. So I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with this guy, right? So I say yes. So he says, let's go to the courthouse. And it's like 12 noon, right? And I know the courthouse is open from like, I don't know what, eight to five, some nine to five. And so I respond back and I'm like, all right, let's do it. Why did he not text me back? God damn. He didn't, he, he didn't text me back until 445. And I'm like, bro, the courthouse closes at five o'clock. So I texted him back and I was like, you didn't even show up to your own wedding. Oh, my God. That's so funny. And so I cut him off after that. I stopped texting him and I was just like, look, I don't know what's going on with you, but I can't do this. And I blocked his number. <laughs> wow. What a gym. Oh, what a was, gym! I know it was such a great experience. Though. I feel like I, I had I had fun. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself catfishing this man. Not you weren't really catfishing him, but you know, kind of. No, I had zero <laughs> investments with this guy. I know I knew him for two weeks. I talked to him on the phone, Facetime, and texting, and he wanted to get married, but he didn't show up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Why Why did he ghost me? Yeah. I was hoping that he would be the one to show up and I wasn't there, but uh, he ghosted me. And I was like, dang, you're the one who wanted to get married. The only way you could have taken this to the next level is if you would have um, showed up at the courthouse and like, or you could have even done it the day before knowing mm-hmm. he was going to say, like, take a selfie. You need to go do that today in case this happens again. <laughs> Go, oh just God, have, I hope No, not. listen, listen. Just have a photo. <laughs> this is a great piece of advice for everyone out there in case you run into someone like this. Have a photo of you in front of a courthouse ready to go. Anytime. <laughs> so then when someone's like, it says some crazy shit, like, let's go get married. You're just like, bet. And then you're like, you I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? Like, I'm here. Where are you at? 
I'll wait. I'll get you a spot. That should be the front cover of How to Scare a Man Away 101. <laughs> How to Lose a Man in 10 Minutes. Right. <laughs> Literally. Oh, gosh. Uh, that's yeah, that funny was, stuff. That was great. Wow. Great times. Great times. Love that for you. All right. Hold on. Isn't dating fun? <laughs> no. No. It's I, terrible. I, I hate, hate it. I hate it. I hate it with my entire I hate entire it here. Heart. It's so ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note. All right, you ready? <clears throat> you ready to air the call now? Yes, sir. Okay. Hey, this is. How's it going? Um, so me and my girlfriend have been dating for about three and a half years now. After about two months of dating, we had to go to a long distance relationship due to COVID. The long distance relationship lasted about two and a half years. After the lockdown ended, we ended up living together for about six months, from September to February. I came to the realization that we're just not really perfect for each other. That there's no real way I could just be with her forever. Uh, I planned on leaving to go back home in the middle of February um, and breaking things off before. But tragically, uh, in early February, both of her parents passed away. So I extended my stay to stay there for support for a little bit. But I eventually just had to go home. Uh, I've been as supportive as possible as I can over the phone since I've gotten back. My will to break things off has faded significantly. I don't really see myself doing it at all now. She relies on me and her sister. She really only has me and her sister. Her sister works 80 plus hours a week, so most of the support just falls back to me. None of my reasons for why we aren't right for each other, or why I won't be happy with her, have changed. If anything, they have kind of become more obvious to me, especially since I've gotten more space. I don't want her to lose me right after losing her parents. I don't know what I should do, though. Do I give her more time? Do I just follow through? Well, first of all, this fella seems very self-aware. Like, he yeah. knows what he wants. Mm -hmm. So that's a good start. Very. But you have a lot of experience with um, long-distance relationships. Yes. We've both been in this situation before where we've dated someone and, mm -hmm. like, the, the somebody has died, somebody important. Yes. And, and stick around. In both cases, we were already planning on breaking up. It's yep. like they know. It's like their family goes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> their family dies on purpose to keep us right. trapped. You the know? universe is like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Talking about kicking us while oh, we're down anyway. Right, exactly. So, so let's start with, you know, what do you think about, you know, his, his question, which is, should he stay um, just because, like, of this whole dead parents thing? Um, I, I don't think so. Um, personally, for many reasons, one, the situation that he's in, like you said, he has self-awareness and he also has to think of what's best for him, not just what's best for her and her family. And it, long distance relationships are really hard, you know, and you really don't know somebody until you live with them. It's a fact. And so he mm -hmm. came to this realization, you know, when they were living with each other. Now... Yeah, it's Staying a lot, with somebody. Sorry, I was just going to say it's a lot harder to mask all your bullshit when you're living yes, with somebody. So it's funny because, vulnerable. you know, this is a hot debated issue that we're talking about right here in the Christian community, especially because most Christian, most Christians are against living with like someone until you're married. Right. right. Like I know a lot of people that are mm -hmm. like that. And um, even people that are like engaged, they're getting married in a month. They don't move in until they're actually married. But right. what's crazy is like 
people can mask and that's really where the faith comes in, right? Like mm -hmm. you're having faith that they're not masking on you. But anyway, this just like I wanted to point out that was yeah, like a no, hot no, button no. Issue. That that for sure is a hot button issue. I mean, me personally, I'm you know, I rather not have premarital, you know, with a guy and it's something that I want to wait until marriage. But at the same time, I don't I think that that is where the Christian values and biblical standards come from is the premarital things. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily living with somebody. So if you can have discipline and live with somebody, you know, <laughs> if you can if you can be disciplined and not do that and still live with somebody, that's not a sin. That's not against biblical standards, religion, structures or whatever. It says that's, nothing about that. I, I'll you on that in the I, bible I, I dig it i dig it yeah but anyways so that in itself is is a lot of experience that he went through in that and then but i don't feel like staying with somebody for out of sympathy is a good thing like i wouldn't want somebody to do that to me personally if i was going through a hard time in life and somebody that i was with didn't want to be with me yeah and didn't want to be around me and n had no plan on being in my future, I would prefer that person to be honest with me. Yeah, just peace out as soon as possible, please. Literally leave now before I get more attached, especially in my vulnerable state that I'm in. Mm. So, so what about the core issue here? This is like a core issue of dating is when you're dating someone and they're, and somebody dies, is it the... Um, is it the uh, position of our podcast that that is not grounds for like I personally think tell me see if you join me on this mm -hmm. in that situation you still have free reign to break up with them because here's one thing that I caught about that call he said she only she being the girlfriend only has me and her sister you know one thing you can do as a good person is help her realign her life to find people that are not romantically connected for support. Your support network should not be your spouse only. Your spouse yeah. is your support network is like ice cream and fudge and your spouse is the cherry on top a lot mm. of the time. You mm. should have a whole mm. support network that is not them. I mean, not to say that they're that cherry on top can't be huge and delicious, but like the point being, you know, <laughs> like you don't want to build it around them. They should not be the dish themselves. So the fact that you're in that kind of, that's called a codependent relationship, by yes, the way. Yes. Yes. In fact, that you're I was in actually that, just going to say that. <laughs> right. I can see it brewing in your eyes. Uh, yep. Um, the, the codependent thing, you really want to get out of codependent situations and try to avoid being in, in them in the first place, which is hard, especially when someone has common trauma between you, like you both went through the same thing. Mm -hmm. Current bonding. trauma. Yep. Trauma bonding. Current trauma that's happening, you know, to them or to you or whatever, like you just got fired or whatever. Like those things are grossly incompatible with relationships because that's codependency. Yep. And there's a great book that I recommend if you're looking to get out of codependency or, or avoid it. It's like the workbook for codependency. It's called Codependent No More. Mm. And you might check that out. But Good book. So my thing is like, listen, bro, you shouldn't be weighing. That shouldn't be part of the conversation. You see what I'm right. saying? Mm -hmm. You know, like, code, you know, well, we're in a codependent relationship and she's relying on me. Well, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, she is. But it's not like a you problem. 
That's no, like, that's like it's your, not your responsibility. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I'm not going to cut my front lawn because my neighbor really likes my grass long. It's like, well, that doesn't matter. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's their problem. Let them deal with it or whatever. It's a weird metaphor to well, include, and I, you get the idea. No, I, don't. <laughs> I get it. And I mean, I feel like a lot of codependency, too, it comes from a childhood trauma. It comes from past experiences yeah. of, you know, you don't. You're afraid of what people think of you or what they're going to say, how they're going to react. How is this going to make you look as a person? You don't want to hurt the person. You don't want to, you know, all these things. And you overthink and you overanalyze the situation. And you're trained to feel like making a decision that's best for yourself is selfish Mm -hmm. when that's not true. That's it. And you know what you said? I love what you said earlier because you were talking about how, like, if you don't want to be here, then don't be here. And it's funny because I struggle with this a lot. We've had this conversation where I'm like, I don't want to go on bad dates and I almost hate dating or like, it's hard for me to jump in a relationship anymore because I don't want to risk. I'm I'm in my 30s now. I don't want to risk wasting time with the wrong person. Exactly. Time is precious. And so for her, if you're trying to do her a favor, right? Like, right. If I were in the situation and I was the one that was trying to walk away, um, being that I've learned from this experience in the age that I am now, if I found myself in that situation and I realize, okay, this isn't going to work out, but this person is going through a lot of stuff right now. Number one thing in relationship is communication. And so communication is very important. So to just ride along and not communicate what's going on with you internally or mentally, trying to ride it out with somebody to be a support system, it's kind hearted, but it's really not doing them any good. And it's really not supporting them where they're at in that situation. So communicating your thoughts, your feelings, your fears, all these things are super important. So you can platonically as a friend communicate, Hey, this is where I'm at right now. And this is what I'm going through, but I want to take into consideration what you're going through. So I don't want to hurt you, but I also don't want to hurt you more by sticking around and, and making you think otherwise yep. because you're in a vulnerable space right now. Right. And I don't want to be that person to do that to you. So how can I help you as a friend and not romantically? And and where are your boundaries? Or do you want me to stick around as a friend or do you want me to just just get out of your life and let you handle this yeah. with your sister? There's so many ways that you can go about it. But I just feel like being honest and and having open communication while still considering the other person's feelings and situation. Because it's a learning experience for both of them, and then you're not kind of, you're not really kicking her while she's down. You're mm-hmm. like, hey, you're down. I'm kind of feeling this way. What should we do about this? And you can figure it out together. And I I really like your advice because as a man, like men like to be helpful and take care of you know women and like yeah. solve problems. Right. You guys are problem solvers. So for you to sit there and guide her and help her get aligned with support systems that will help her, that's going to solve a problem for the both of you. Yeah. And then you still get to kind of walk away and do what's best for you. And if you need help trying to figure out what a good support system is, feel free to call back the podcast. We'll give you some damn good advice about that too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're a whole package here. Exactly. All right. Well, that was a great, uh, great wrap up. So I'm not going to add anything to it. This is another episode of Some Advice Podcast. You can find us on the Cowlitz Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcasts. We're on the Apple and the Spotify's and the Googles and whatever. So, yeah. uh, and this is a crowd cheering for our great advice. Uh, 
Wow, thank you so much. Wow, I feel so honored. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Some Advice Podcast. Uh, be good. <laughs>